Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. This was super impromptu. I was literally sitting at my desk and got the great idea to talk about um, a number of different things, getting unstuck, um, how to push forward, just a couple different things. And three words came to mind that I want to share with you, and that's posture, pray, and position. With the recent events of everything that's been going on with people committing suicide, and then they're just being like a spirit of suicide that's almost overtaking the earth I think that sometimes we need people to speak out on different ways that they cope with depression and anxiety and things of that nature and as someone who at one point in my life did take anxiety and depression medicine I want to share with you guys some ways that I am able to stay free and even when those attacks come back because they do how to get out of it so here recently and this is being just completely transparent either I had an overwhelming uh, attack of depression and anxiety and to the point where I had panic attacks. Now I, I've had panic, uh, panic attacks before, but this one just seemed a little bit different. So I realized that, you know, something wasn't wrong. And I think that's one of the first things that we have to do is we have to realize, you know, something's not right here and how do I fix it? So I remember it was just yesterday I got home from church and I said, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and lay down. And then I felt really sleepy. So I went to sleep and I slept for hours and I woke up and I still didn't feel quite like myself. Right. So I said, I'm just, you know, relax. Maybe I just need to take it easy. And sometimes a lot of a lot of times you just need to stand still and not do anything. So I ended up doing that. But what ended up happening after that, I went to sleep and I woke up this morning and I still felt that heaviness. It was so bad to the point where a friend of mine that I'm not really, um, I don't speak to them on the regular basis. Let me say that they text me this morning and said, are you okay? Um, how are you doing? And I said, I'm fine. And a few moments later, because they knew that I wasn't being 100% honest, they texted me back and they said, hey, are you for real this time? Are you okay? And then I told them and shared with them what I was going through. And they had been going through the same thing. So I immediately was like, okay, Jennifer, you have to figure out what you're going to do. So that's when the first word posture comes up. So first I had to posture my mind that I'm not about to, I'm not about to stay in this. I'm going to figure out a way to come out of it because I know that it's an attack and I know that it's something that of course God doesn't want for me. So I turned on my TV, put on the Pandora station and I said we're going to flood this room with worship music because if I can't pull myself out it literally, I need to have some I need to set my atmosphere so it's conducive to me coming out of it right so I put the worship music on and I'm just like okay starting to feel better starting to feel good and then I start realizing okay Jennifer now you need to go ahead and sorry I was reading something on the phone you need to go ahead and figure out your day. So one thing for me that really works for me is working out. And I'm reading a book called Emotional Intelligence. And in the book, it says that when you take that mental break, it could be you praying, it could be reading a book, it could be quiet time, whatever it is, um, and even exercise, take that time where you don't have to focus on anybody but, your, but yourself. So for me, going to the gym, not only reduce releases um, positive endorphins and energy just out of my body and into my brain, but it also gives me that time to not have to look at my phone to not have to 
answering the emails to not have to be anything but present in the moment and working out and making myself physically, mentally, and emotionally stronger. So I leave the gym and I feel better. So you need to, let's rewind back to the first part, posture yourself. So you have to realize, okay, something's not right. Cool. So since something's not right, what do I need to do? And it could be calling somebody sometimes you need somebody to talk to you and pray with you it could be setting your own atmosphere it could be taking a walk it could be sitting in silence for a couple of minutes just taking deep breaths posture yourself in a a place or a position where you can just kind of be still and just kind of say okay what's next next prayer And I say that because you literally have life and death in the power of your tongue, right? So even before this podcast, I I said a quick prayer and asked Holy Spirit to speak through me and to say a couple of things, etc. Why do we pray? Because when we pray, we we put a hedge of protection around us where the enemy can't get us. We start speaking life into dead things. We start speaking the opposite of what's happening. And a lot of times what depression and anxiety can do, it pushes you into a place of silence. And that place of silence stops you from using your power. And the power is in your lips, literally. And I want you to do this when you get off of this podcast. I want you to just walk around your house and just pray positive things. I'm an overcomer. I I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to get that promotion. I am equipped, ready, and willing to be the leader that God has called me to be. My purpose and my destiny is solid. It's going to happen. Um, You know, whatever it is, position yourself and start praying and speaking those things out so that way you can start feeling better. Even with me doing this podcast, because one of the things that makes me feel better is encouraging other people. So I know that even with me doing this podcast so impromptu, that's God pulling out my gifts and saying, you come alive and you feel better when you pour into other people. So go do that podcast. And here I am sitting in my closet talking to you all. (laughs) But it's necessary. Okay. And then Let's see, I said posture, pray, and position. And then lastly, you want to position yourself. So now that you figured out what you want to do, go put yourself in those positions to continue doing what you need to do. So write down that schedule. Keep moving forward. What What a lot of people fail to realize is when you are dealing with anxiety or depression or even just a bad day, you know, because it doesn't even always have to be that you have to decide that you're going to keep moving forward. Like honestly and truly, some days it's harder than others. And I'm an advocate for getting all the help that you need, whether it be counseling, whether it be um, an antidepressant, whatever it is to make sure that you can move forward. And speaking of, um, there was actually two instances where I was on a antidepressant drug and it was probably it was when I was in college was the first time when I had the first anxiety attack and my mom took me to the doctor and I was on Xanax and I was taking the medication and you know everything was great but then I went to a sermon and I just made a decision in my mind because the woman was talking about how women primarily are on antidepressants because of the things we go through in life and I I, literally that day it was like God came to me and set me free at the church while I was sitting in the pew and I made a decision. I said, I'm never taking those pills again. And I was fine. Um, But then there was another instance where I started taking them again. Those of you have read my book or you've been following me, I went through a broken engagement and that was the worst thing that probably ever could have happened to me in my 31 years of living. And because of that ordeal, it, it, although I was moving forward, my mom was just kind of like, you know, you need something to clear your mind. And sometimes you just need something to clear your mind so that way you can paint the picture out of what it is that you're going through. And for me, 
I was waking up crying every day. I couldn't really think straight. I was still going through the motions, but I was mentally just so cloudy. So when I took the antidepressants that time, it was literally just so I could stop crying. So I could be calm enough to smile for a second. So I could be calm enough to think clearly. And I probably took them for a good seven days or so. And then once I was back stable, I said, okay, I'm done with this because I never want to become dependent on an antidepressant when I know that I can depend on Christ. But I am an advocate of using it until you get to a place where you are strong enough to do it because the thing about it is is when you're in that place of being depressed the enemy plays on your mind and the longer he can stay in that place in your mind the deeper and deeper and deeper you go into that depression I believe that the medication clears your mind enough so that way you can pull yourself up out of it. So you can give yourself that time to read your word, to remember what God said, to have a clear mind and pray and pray what the spirit is telling you. Because when you're in that space without it, sometimes it's just too hard to think. It's too hard to pray. It's too hard to do anything. So. I needed it to clear my mind a good seven days and I was off it haven't touched it since it's been what five years um but I still get those moments where depression and anxiety tries to attack me now I can combat it better because I've learned different strategies but it's something that you want to be aware of okay so I wanted to do this podcast just to let you know that there will be days where you feel completely stuck you feel like you can't do anything but honestly and truly pull on the resources that you have whatever it is that makes you come alive pull on that if you need to work out if you need to take a walk if you need to call a hotline if you need to call a friend if you need to call and if you don't have anybody to call listen call me (laughs) no but for real call somebody Like sometimes you, and you know, I know people who can't call their parents, right? They can't call their cousins. They can't call their best friends. Or sometimes you have too much pride and you don't want to call those people. Find somebody that you can talk to. Google a hotline that, you know, will will let you, let you speak and share whatever it is that you have to share. Find a counselor. Um, uh, Submit yourself to therapy. Whatever it is that you have to do, just don't sit still don't sulk in it don't um don't let the enemy run rampant in your mind and have complete and total control over you get around people who are life-giving you know call people and say hey girl I need a a girl's day out if you're a man hey bro I need to go let's go have dinner tonight I need some I need to just share some stuff and get it off my mind like have that person in your life that you can talk to and bounce ideas off of and bounce um just your daily life struggles with and say, hey, you know, do you have time for me? Find out, you know, if you have to sit in their living room while they're feeding their kids, you know, whatever it is that you have to do, but don't try to fight this thing alone. And also share with other people what you're going through. Like me and my girlfriends have a group chat and we all, we all shared how um, different things have been affecting us today and how we are all coping and some of them some of the things were the same some of them different but nonetheless it when you share the information and you take it out of a place of hiding the power that the enemy has over it it start it, it ends it starts to dwindle because you're exposing him because now in the power of more in the power of more people knowing that's more people especially if it's like a a group of covenant sisters like this you're praying for each other and you're breaking things off of each other's lives in the spirit because it's like okay my sister's going through the same thing let me lift her in prayer as well so you can do more in numbers than you can do by yourself now does everybody need to know your business no and I'm a strong advocate of not telling everybody everything, but there should be some people who you can share this information with. So I hope that this help, helped you guys posture yourself in a place where you can figure out a plan to go forward. Pray, 
pray, pray, pray, speak life over yourself, affirm yourself, affirm your life, affirm the things that God has said over you and position yourself to move forward. Okay, so that's all I have for you guys. Sorry it took so long for the second podcast, but I'll be back soon. Part two, because yeah, but anywho, like I was saying, I had to start looking deeper within myself and realizing that Jennifer, you just were created for more, right? So, and then I had to realize too, like Jennifer, you had been chasing degrees, you chase all of these things. And then God actually let me go ahead and become um, a certified medical clinical assistant. But in the midst of it, he made me a six figure earner. And he basically showed me like, when you follow my unusual plan and have faith in me, guess what? You will gain more than the plan that looks like it's what you're supposed to do. And I want to give you some, um, some key things to realize on how do you know if you're one of the people that payroll isn't for, right? Because you're probably listening like, well, what if I'm not that person? What if this doesn't apply to me? What if this is, um, you know, this isn't my lane? And granted, for many of you that will listen, this isn't your lane. This may be your girlfriend's lane, but it may not be yours. And then for some of you, it's going to be a light bulb moment for you to say, you know what? I've been chasing all of the wrong things and I haven't even examined what my purpose is. What makes me feel alive? What is it that I actually enjoy doing? What what could I be doing that I wake up every day and say, um, I'm so excited to go do this and you go to sleep fulfilled knowing that you did it right? So here are three ways to know if payroll isn't your portion. One, doors are closed. For me, there were several doors that were closed. Uh, doors for school were closed. Doors for jobs were closed. It just seemed like all the doors for me to move forward and prosper in a career those doors were just closed and they were not budging. But then an unfamiliar door opened. So what I want to challenge you to do is to start looking for those unfamiliar doors, those opportunities that you turn your nose up at. That might be your unfamiliar door. Those, um, that thing inside of you that you keep ignoring because you don't think anybody's going to care that you shared it or anybody's going to care that you invented it or anybody's going to care that you started it. That isn't an unusual door. Those are the things that I want you to start paying attention to. Okay. Then number two, you may be this person. If you are in an environment or you're what you're currently doing is not fulfilling. If you're not even fulfilled by what you're doing, why do it? Exactly. You just thought about it and you realized you were unfulfilled. Don't do it anymore. Just change your mind. Um, and then number three, you are multifaceted. You are one of those people that cannot be put in a box. You could be a dance teacher tomorrow. You can be an admin on Thursday. You can be a network marketer. You can be a blogger. You can be an author. You can be a speaker. You can be a number of different things and none of them fit into one box. You're multifaceted. That means that you're going to, different gifts that are inside of you are going to multiply and come out in different seasons, which means you can't just work in one space when you have all of those things in you. Now, some people can because you're called to it. There's some people, again, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, some people are called to the workplace. I don't want anybody to go quit your job, but there are some of you that this message is going to be like, this is for me. So I'm going to go over those three again and I'm going to get out of your way. Doors are closed. Number one, you're knocking on doors and those doors are refusing to open because those aren't your doors and you aren't looking for the unfamiliar door that is actually going to uh, give you access to your future. 
Number two, you're unfulfilled. You're not happy. You're just waking up. You have this mundane routine, and that's all that you know. You go to work. You come back home. You get on the computer. You scroll social media. You watch the latest TV channel, whatever it is, and that's just your life. You're unfulfilled. And then three, you are multifaceted. You can do a million and one different things. You're a chameleon. You can merge into any environment and thrive. You are somebody that is not cut out just to work a nine to five and it's okay so as i close this i want you guys to of course go into deep prayer if you feel like this is you ask god for multiple 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 confirmations and then ask god for that unfamiliar door pray for it petition for it seek god's face for it because that's also a number one key to my success people are always like jennifer how did you become so successful and honestly y'all as soon as i decided to take my walk with christ more seriously like i opened my bible every day I had a routine six o'clock in the morning before I went to that nine to five that I hated I would get in my bible and the first thing I let God show me was me I went on several journeys with God with a study with a study bible and if you want that study bible I can provide it for you um with God where he showed me the, the parts of me that he wanted to change he wasn't and this is another thing God is not always so concerned about um that I like to call these the three top sins sex drugs and alcohol because <laughs> that's what a lot of people could they they minimize sin down to sometimes god isn't just worried about those things now while he doesn't want you to do those things but for me the first thing that he was worried about was my attitude my character integrity um, my heart posture my you know my selfishness all of those things he dealt with all of those things and the more he dealt with those things it was easier for me to give him the other things I also made a, a decision to become abstinent in that season and I said you know what I'm just going to give it all to you and I'm going to try this thing out and when I did that y'all that's when the unfamiliar doors started opening. So if you want to know what the secret sauce is, the key to success, how to find that door, seek God's face. Get in your word. Let him show you you. Let him clean you up. Let him inspire you. Let him pour into you. And God will start opening doors and pouring an immense amount of favor over your life that you have never even seen. So that's all I have for you guys. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Have an amazing day. Happy Monday. We're back with Let It Go Mondays. And this is your host, Jennifer Michelle Mason. And this Monday, we are going to be talking about how payroll just may not be your portion. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, payroll just may not be your portion. God may have something better for you that doesn't require you working a nine to five. Ask me how I know. (laughs) After six years, well, it'll be six years in September, of being a full-time entrepreneur, I have come to the reality that even in this space of transition in my life, that payroll is just not my portion. And God just has better things for me than working a nine-to-five. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with people who work a nine-to-five because I believe that everybody is called to a different space and place to serve a different purpose. But there are some of us who God is like, You are going to insult me if you keep chasing after all of these things that I don't even want you to have. And it made me, even here recently, just do some self-reflection. And as I did the self-reflection, I go back six years and I look at the things that I was chasing in my current circumstances. And I was working a nine to five and I was making probably $8 an hour plus commission, which is pennies. I was also bartending part-time to cover the extra expenses that I had because I needed the extra money. And I remember 
applying for jobs when I was ready to leave that job and I was getting all of these denials. I was getting turned down for several different reasons, but it made a light bulb go off in my head that maybe this just isn't where you're supposed to be, right? So I continue to pursue other opportunities all while praying and saying, God, there has to be something that you want me to do that's going to bring prosperity because I always had this knowing inside of me that I would do great things, that I would impact the world, that God had uh, many blessings for me, but I didn't know exactly how I was going to get there. And even still today, just to be 100% honest with you, when you're on this journey with God, some days are still uncertain. You're like, okay, God, well, what's next? What am I going to do? Where am I going? Um, But as long as you trust him, honestly and truly, like one thing that I've learned is that your will will never go dry. So I remember when I was introduced to an opportunity and the opportunity literally changed my life. Um, It took me from making, I think I was making maybe $30,000 a year to making a healthy six-figure income my first year with this opportunity. And I remember one of the first tips my mentor gave me, she said, you need to get your own LLC. You need to put yourself on your own payroll and you need to um, get an accountant. So that's when things drastically shifted in my life. And I was like, wait, um, what does this all mean? But that was the start of God showing me that the only payroll that I would be on would be the one attached to my name. So, I say all that to say because there are some people who are going to listen to this podcast and you are looking, you're, you're applying for jobs, you're going to school, you're getting all these degrees, but you're coming up with door after door after door after door slammed in front of your face. And even when you think a door is about to open, that door gets slammed in front of your face. I've learned here recently that sometimes God will make sure that certain doors stay closed so that way you stay uncomfortable. And when I say stay uncomfortable, that means that you get so uncomfortable that you want to get into a place where you dig deeper inside and say, God, what is it that you're trying to pull out of me? For me, I've ventured into the world of blogging. I've now ventured into the world of podcasts. I have a mentorship group. Um, I'm also a certified life coach. And there's a, I'm also an author as well. There are a plethora of different things that God is on a daily challenging me to say, look deeper. What else is on the inside of you that I need to pull out of you that could that could provide financial gain at the same time and bring you fulfillment? Because who wants to go to a job and work for somebody and you don't even like what it is that you're doing? Raising my hand right now because I don't. And I hated my nine to five. I worked with an extremely hostile boss. Um Uh, the girls that I work with actually were great, but it was a hostile working environment. And every day it was a dread to go in there for $8. I had to wake up early, leave late just to be aggravated the entire day. But one thing I will tell you is when this opportunity, opportunity fell in my lap, it didn't make sense. But the one thing I had was the peace of God. And I knew that I needed to run after it with all everything I had in me. I remember I was working this opportunity from my, my job. Every time my boss stepped out, I was sneaking on my website. I was helping customers. I was helping other people join this opportunity with me. And I was just doing everything that I knew to do to make sure that I got out of there. And then, too, I had to start. Um, I had to start. Basically. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I had to start. Hey guys, it's me, Jennifer. Welcome back to Let It Go Mondays. Um, it's been a while since you guys have heard from me. However, I'm here and I have a story to tell. So some of you have seen my Instagram rants and things like that. And I had one today and I didn't 
put all the details in it because I wanted to go ahead and make this a podcast on you know when you realize you have to let certain people go and unfortunately um today what I'm specifically going to be talking about is friendships right so what ended up happening to me was I met a gentleman and when I met the gentleman we exchanged phone numbers but that was pretty much it I hadn't hadn't seen the guy since then we never reconnected you know that was that. And then I found out that he had met one of my good girlfriends and they connected. And I was like, oh, well, girl, you know, perfect. Talk to him because I didn't, I never talked to him like that. So it never went anywhere. And, you know, she wasn't really even interested in him like that anyway. But I said, you know, but by all means, do what it is, whatever you want to do with him. I'm not going to be offended. So that was that. And I ended up meeting another gentleman. And when I met this gentleman, He was um, a friend of the guy that I had met previously, but neither one of us knew that. So when I finally did meet up with him for the first time to hang out, the guy that I met prior to him was there. So it was kind of awkward. And I'm going to just be completely honest with you. There was some of his other guy friends there and they were drinking and he was a little inebriated, maybe a lot of inebriated. And he started to like make advances at me, almost like as if his friend wasn't sitting next to me. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is awkward, of course. And, you know, why why is he even doing this? But I blamed it on the fact that he had been drinking. Nonetheless, um, I move on, you know, with the rest of my evening. I talk to the other guy. We have great conversation in the night. Everybody goes home. Um, So what ended up happening from that point was I had spoken to my good girlfriend and I told her, I said, oh, guess who I saw last night? And I told her the gentleman's name and she was like, oh, and she was like, well, who is he with? Or I might have just, you know, been mentioned like, oh, he was with this person, da, 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 told her about the night, told her about all the little stuff he was doing, whatever. Again, this is somebody that, you know, she um, told me she, she doesn't really like like that. He's not her husband. It's just a friend, whatever. So. The, um, we continue on and we end up all meeting up later that day. So here was the first issue that I have. And this is going to be probably the first lesson that I want, especially girls to understand that you just don't do. If your girlfriend tells you something about a guy that you were talking to or whatever, and it was like, okay, he was with another girl or whatever, that information first and foremost is top secret. It's not to be repeated to the guy because if that was the case, she wouldn't have told you. So that was what what happened. She said something to him and he calls me and was mad and trying to lie and da, 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 da. And I just didn't have time to entertain the conversation. So I didn't. So when we were all around each other, it was brought back up again. Um, When it was brought back up, the gentleman went on to get mad said that I was a liar and then turned around and lied on me and tried to say that he had sex with me. So we get into that whole ordeal. I kept my composure, of course, because one, I'm a lady and two, the truth always defends itself. You don't have to get mad. You don't have to get angry. You don't have to prove anything when you know that you're not lying about something. What happened was, is um, what I believe happened holistically was that when he saw me with his friend that he got a little bit jealous, hence why he was trying to make advances on at me on the sly when I saw him with the other guy. But anywho, um, I feel like he got jealous for one. And for two, when he was in the hot seat, what do you do when you're in the hot seat? You try to take the attention off of yourself and put it on the other person. So of course he lied. I mean, unfortunately, guys lie all the time. This is not the first time somebody has lied and said that they slept with me. So I wasn't really surprised. So that whole ordeal blew over. I even told him like, hey, you know, it's not that serious. 
It's not that deep. You good. I'm not even going to hold a grudge against you because, again, he had been drinking and I'm not even, you know, going to go there. So um, that was that situation. So I let it go. I talked to talked to my friend about it and I told her I was like, hey, I was like, you know, it's just really odd that if he's claiming that we slept together, why would he why wouldn't he have brought that up when you first told him that you knew me? That never came up when I first told you I knew him it never came up. That's something that, you know most times would be one of the first things, especially if you say this is one of my good friends. And that didn't come up because it never happened. And then I also said, you know, you have to check the timeline of things and the timeline didn't match up either. And then y'all, to put the icing on the cake, while we were sitting at the restaurant, he lied on another gentleman. The gentleman came over there and he got caught up in another lie. So at this point, I'm just declaring you a liar, period. Because you're just you're lying on everybody at this point. I don't know if it was the alcohol. I don't know if that's just his character, whatever. So I basically it's dust under the rug to me at this point. And I said, OK, moving right along. So I get another message about the ordeal again from my friend. And she's basically telling me like um, like pretty much saying that what I insinuated from it was that she didn't believe me. She felt like pieces of his story was true. And, you know, whatever. Um, I've spoke about this with my best friend. My best friend pretty much discerned that she must really like the guy. She probably slept with the guy herself. And when you do that, your emotions get involved and whatever. I don't know. I don't really care. But like I told her, I said, look, I'm going to sleep well at night because I know the truth. And on top of that, I had to really sit and do a, like a reflection. And I was like, Jennifer, if this was you and your best friend, if it was you and some of my other good close girlfriends, there would I would have they would have never questioned my loyalty or my integrity if I said I didn't do something. Um, especially with the guy that you just met, you don't even know him from Adam. They would never trust another man's um, story over mine. So I was like, okay, I'm evaluating the friendship at this point. I'm like, this is somebody that is basically telling me now that you don't trust me or this is how you view me. Um, to be a liar or whatever the case, which for me is a huge issue. If you're going to be a friend of mine, you need to be somebody that you trust me, period. Like I don't have anybody around me that I can't trust or I have to second guess. I don't keep people around me like that. And if I'm ever that person to somebody, I would rather you stay away from me. Because one thing I am is I'm loyal to the soil. So I don't have no issues with, you know, being real with people. So that was one thing I had to evaluate. And I'm looking at all my friendships around me and I'm like, that's just something that I don't deal with and if this is what's coming up now I'm not going to deal with it so um that conversation ended but after I sat and evaluated I just was like you know evaluating do is this somebody I still want to consider a friend is somebody I still want to associate myself with and of course you know it's something that I'm still pondering because I'll forgive anybody. You know what I'm saying? But I also will put boundaries in place to make sure that you can never do what you did to me again. You know, so. And then on top of that, I had to address the fact that anything I've ever said to you should have never left our conversation and went out of our conversation because now it's like I can't trust you. So there's a lot of factors, of course, that I um I'm just kind of pondering over with this. And yeah, so basically friendship lesson one, keep conversations between you and your friends between you and your friends you never tell who your source is when it's your good girlfriend ever you just share the information but you don't tell the source two if you have somebody around you that you don't trust or if a man starts clouding your vision that much where you can't even see clearly that your good girlfriend is telling you the truth and he's pulling your leg you need to 
reevaluate a whole lot of things, okay? Or that's just somebody you don't need to be friends with, period. You need to figure figure that out. So I've also learned in this season that there are some people that believe that because they have certain connections or they know certain people that they um that they that you should do certain things for them. I had an instance where I was in association with a girl and you know I've known her for a couple of years but I never really hung out with her until I moved here in Atlanta. And I noticed that after a while of hanging out with her, things became contingent upon things. And it almost became like, well, I'm taking you here and I'm introducing you to this person. Da, 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 da. Now, one thing, and my friends, they're probably going to listen to this and be like, yeah. One thing about me, I'm never, ever, ever with the hype. I don't care about celebrities. I don't care about influencers. I don't care about meeting the next this big whatever. I don't care. I don't need to be around them. To me, they're regular people because I think I'm just as great. I'm just as mighty. I'm just as amazing as the next person. I don't put anybody over me and say, oh, they're superior to me. I don't do that because I feel like we're at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And when we stand before God, the one thing that he's going to save, he's going to want as my title is servant, not superstar, (laughs) not best life coach, like any of my accolades and things that I I get here on the earth, none of that's going to matter, right? All of that's going to fade away. So when I look at people like that, I make sure that I keep the mindset that you're just a regular person, just like I am. You may have more money than me. You have more influence than me, whatever. But on the same token, I'm not about to be starstruck and I'm not about to be pressed to be in your presence. Um, because I feel like my presence is just as much of, as much of a gift as yours is to mine. And y'all should feel the same way too. But anywho, what I started to see was that this relationship was really contingent upon certain things. And I had to say, hey, I don't really care about none of these events, these superstars, none of that. We could just hang out and go to the mall, get our nails done, go to the spa. And I could never go to none of those things. And I would be okay with that because at the end of the day, you're my friend. I don't I don't have a motive. And also on top of that, I'm not, not used to sitting at the right table, if you know what I mean. So... I'm around people of high stature all the time. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, this like, that's not a requirement for me. And then I also started to see a lot of things were starting to go one way. And I also started to see some things that were kind of manipulative and um, just not right. Okay. And you know, people will treat people how they want to treat them. But my responsibility is how I respond. So what I've learned is that, you know, sometimes your friends can't see you for who you are. Because another another issue I had was the fact that she was trying to hook me up with guys and she knows who I am. She knows I'm God fearing. I'm a woman that wants to be married, <laughs> a woman that is career driven. I'm in my purpose. I'm chasing after God. I'm walking this line, this, this line as straight as I can. Cause I'm not perfect. I do make mistakes just like the next person, but I'm trying to do my best. And my life is going in a different direction that it's more purposeful than guys that are not going in that direction right so I started to see she kept trying to hook me up with these guys saying they were nice guys and what I was finding out was that none of them were nice guys they were just manipulators they were users they were opportunists it was just not a good combination and when I decided to tell her my truth about my experience with conversation with these gentlemen it became an offensive moment because they were her friends now another thing If you can't be honest with your friends, there's a lot of nuggets that I'm just going to be dropping in here. If you can't be honest with your friends and hear hard truths and agree to disagree or whatever, you can't be friends with me either. You you shouldn't want to be friends with nobody that you can't have hard conversations with. My strongest relationships are the relationships where we give each other the real raw truth 
and whether it hurts or it doesn't hurt, we take it and we honor the fact that the person had the the courage to come to me and be honest and be real. That's the kind of relationships that I have in my life and anything outside of that, I don't want. So what I realized is that you need to also know the identity of your friend. You need to know who your friends are. And what I saw was that she didn't know me and who she saw me as was not the person that I was. And I don't need people around me that can't see me for me or don't know where I'm going because at the end of the day, I want to push you forward in what it is that you're going to be great in, but you have to do the same for me. It's a, it's a friendship. We're there to, to pump each other up. Hey, girl, go, girl, support each other. But you can't support somebody that you don't know who they are. So I want you to look at some of your friends. Like, who is your, who are your friends? What are they destined to do? What kind of guys do they like to date? Where's their life going? What do you know what I'm saying? There's some things that some of my friends I wouldn't invite them to because I know that that's not their thing. And there's some friends I know there's certain conversations I wouldn't have because it's not their thing. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to be something negative. It's just that, that it's not their lane. But if you don't know your friends, you're going to have you going to have them driving through traffic with you going down lanes that they don't belong in. So that was another thing. Um, and I hate to say it, but it's almost like God is showing me at the end of the year, like Jennifer you don't need any more new friends. Like not saying this is don't let's be let me be clear. I'm not saying I'm not going to be cool with anybody um, or associate myself with certain people. But I have to stop being so kind and letting people in so close. I have to be a little bit more protective of that because I just do. And I'm super optimistic. I always see the good in people, even when the bad is smack in front of my face. But I'm super optimistic. So what I'm learning is, is, you know, some people just need to be associates. And that's it. Like, no, you can't be my good girlfriend. No, you can't be my bestie. None of that. If we hang out, we hang out, period. But anything outside of that, that's going to be the baseline of our relationship. And knowing that it can't go any further than that, you know, so, um, that's what I've learned with two individuals here recently. And the crazy thing is, too, like God had been giving me prophetic visions, give dreams, even prophetic words from people where he told me he was going to start revealing people's true intentions and their true colors around me. And he was going to show me who I needed to release and who I needed to keep. So I'm not surprised. Right. But me being who I am, because like I'm so loyal, I'm not going to be I'm going to be completely honest with you. It doesn't feel good. Like, I don't like having to cut people off. I'm not the girl with the scissors in her hand. Like, yep, I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. Like, once I develop a relationship or a bond with you and I genuinely care about you because I do like my like I'm I'm a, I'm 100 percent authentic. And I feel that way about you. You know what I'm saying? As a friend, when I have to cut you off, it's like, dang, like, you know, I don't really want to have to get rid of my friend, but I'm also not going to be dumb and not listen to the warnings that God is is heeding me to. Because even with relationships with men, sometimes you just got to let it go. Relationships with females, sometimes you just got to let it go. And in this season of my life, anything that doesn't serve me or serve my purpose, I have to let it go. So you may have even heard a podcast before this where I had to, oh no, I don't even think I talked about that, but I've reached, I, even over the summer, I had to let go of a position at a certain organization, which I'll be talking about more in my new book, but I had to let it go. I had to let um, go of a different business that I was a part of, like in an instant, let it go. So this is today's let it go moment. If it resonated with you, do what you need to do. As for me, I'm out of here. Hey guys, it's me, Jennifer. Welcome back to Let It Go Mondays. Um, it's been a while since you guys have heard from me. However, 
I'm here and I have a story to tell. So some of you have seen my Instagram rants and things like that. And I had one today and I didn't put all the details in it because I wanted to go ahead and make this a podcast on, you know, when you realize you have to let certain people go. And unfortunately, um, today what I'm specifically going to be talking about is friendships, right? So what ended up happening to me was I met a gentleman and when I met the gentleman, we exchanged phone numbers, but that was pretty much it. I hadn't, hadn't seen the guy since then. We never reconnected, you know, that was that. And then I found out that he had met one of my good girlfriends and they connected. And I was like, oh, well, girl, you know, perfect. Talk to him because I didn't, I never talked to him like that. So it never went anywhere. And, you know, she wasn't really even interested in him like that anyway. But I said, you know, but by all means, do what it is, whatever you want to do with him. I'm not going to be offended. So that was that. And I ended up meeting another gentleman. And when I met this gentleman, he was um, a friend of the guy that I had met previously, but neither one of us knew that. So when I finally did meet up with him for the first time to hang out, the guy that I met prior to him was there. So it was kind of awkward. And I'm going to just be completely honest with you. There was some of his other guy friends there and they were drinking and he was a little inebriated, maybe a lot of inebriated. And he started to like make advances at me, almost like as if his friend wasn't sitting next to me. So in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is awkward, of course. And, you know, why is he even doing this? But I blamed it on the fact that he had been drinking. Nonetheless, um, I move on, you know, with the rest of my evening. I talk to the other guy. We have great conversation in the night. Everybody goes home. Um, so what ended up happening from that point was I had spoken to my good girlfriend and I told her, I said, oh, guess who I saw last night? And I told her the gentleman's name. And she was like, oh, and she was like, well, who is he with? Or I might have just you know, been mentioned like, oh, he was with this person, da, 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 told her about the night, told her about all the little stuff he was doing, whatever. Again, this is somebody that, you know, she um, told me she, you know, she doesn't really like like that. He's not her husband. It's just a friend, whatever. So. The, um, we continue on and we end up all meeting up later that day. So here was the first issue that I have. And this is going to be probably the first lesson that I want, especially girls to understand that you just don't do. If your girlfriend tells you something about a guy that you were talking to or whatever, and it was like, okay, he was with another girl or whatever, that information first and foremost is top secret. It's not to be repeated to the guy because if that was the case, she wouldn't have told you. So that was what, what happened. She said something to him and he calls me and was mad and trying to lie and da, 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 da. And I just didn't have time to entertain the conversation. So I didn't. So when we were all around each other, it was brought back up again. Um, when it was brought back up, the gentleman went on to get mad said that I was a liar and then turned around and lied on me and tried to say that he had sex with me. So we get into that whole ordeal. I kept my composure, of course, because one, I'm a lady and two, the truth always defends itself. You don't have to get mad. You don't have to get angry. You don't have to prove anything when you know that you're not lying about something. What happened was, is um, what I believe happened holistically was that when he saw me with his friend that he got a little bit jealous, hence why he was trying to make advances on, at me on the sly when I saw him with the other guy. But anywho, um, I feel like he got jealous for one. And for two, when he was in the hot seat, what do you do when you're in the hot seat? You try to take the attention off of yourself and put it on the other person. So of course he lied. I mean, unfortunately, guys lie 
all the time. This is not the first time somebody has lied and said that they slept with me. So I wasn't really surprised. So that whole ordeal blew over. I even told him like, hey, you know, it's not that serious. It's not that deep. You good. I'm not even going to hold a grudge against you because, again, he had been drinking and I'm not even, you know, going to go there. So um, that was that situation. So I let it go. I talked to talked to my friend about it and I told her I was like, hey, I was like, you know, it's just really odd that if he's claiming that we slept together, why would he why wouldn't he have brought that up when you first told him that you knew me? That never came up when I first told you I knew him it never came up. That's something that, you know. Most times would be one of the first things, especially if you say this is one of my good friends. And that didn't come up because it never happened. And then I also said, you know, you have to check the timeline of things and the timeline didn't match up either. And then y'all to put the icing on the cake while we were sitting at the restaurant, he lied on another gentleman. The gentleman came over there and he got caught up in another lie. So at this point, I'm just declaring you a liar, period, because you're just you're lying on everybody at this point. I don't know if it was the alcohol. I don't know if that's just his character, whatever. So I basically it's dust under the rug to me at this point. And I said, OK, moving right along. So I get another message about the ordeal again from my friend. And she's basically telling me like um, like pretty much saying that what I insinuated from it was that she didn't believe me. She felt like pieces of his story was true. And, you know, whatever. Um, I've spoke about this with my best friend. My best friend pretty much discerned that she must really like the guy. She probably slept with the guy herself. And when you do that, your emotions get involved and whatever. I don't know. I don't really care. But like I told her, I said, look, I'm going to sleep well at night because I know the truth. And on top of that, I had to really sit and do a like a reflection. And I was like, Jennifer, if this was you and your best friend, if it was you and some of my other good close girlfriends, there would I would have they would have never questioned my loyalty or my integrity if I said I didn't do something. Um, especially with a guy that you just met, you don't even know him from Adam. They would never trust another man's um, story over mine. So I was like, okay, I'm evaluating the friendship at this point. I'm like, this is somebody that is basically telling me now that you don't trust me or this is how you view me. Um, to be a liar or whatever the case, which for me is a huge issue. If you're going to be a friend of mine, you need to be somebody that you trust me, period. Like I don't have anybody around me that I can't trust or I have to second guess. I don't keep people around me like that. And if I'm ever that person to somebody, I would rather you stay away from me because one thing I am is I'm loyal to the soil. So I don't have no issues with, you know, being real with people. So that was one thing I had to evaluate. And I'm looking at all my friendships around me and I'm like, that's just something that I don't deal with and if this is what's coming up now, I'm not going to deal with it. So um, that conversation ended. But after I sat and evaluated, I just was like, you know, evaluating do is this somebody I still want to consider a friend is somebody I still want to associate myself with. And of course, you know, it's something that I'm still pondering because I'll forgive anybody. You know what I'm saying? But I also will put boundaries in place to make sure that you can never do what you did to me again. You know, so. And then on top of that, I had to address the fact that anything I've ever said to you should have never left our conversation and went out of our conversation because now it's like, I can't trust you. So there's a lot of factors, of course, that I, um, I'm just kind of pondering over with this. And yeah, so basically friendship lesson one, keep conversations between you and your friends, between you and your friends. You never tell who your source is when it's your good girlfriend ever you just share the information but you don't tell the source two 
if you have somebody around you that you don't trust or if a man starts clouding your vision that much where you can't even see clearly that your good girlfriend is telling you the truth and he's pulling your leg, you need to reevaluate a whole lot of things, okay? Or that's just somebody you don't need to be friends with, period. You need to figure figure that out. So I've also learned in this season that there are some people that believe that because they have certain connections or they know certain people that they... um. They, that you should do certain things for them. I had an instance where I was in association with a girl and, you know, I've known her for a couple of years, but I never really hung out with her until I moved here in Atlanta. And I noticed that after a while of hanging out with her, things became contingent upon things. And it almost became like, well, I'm taking you here and I'm introducing you to this person. Da, 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 da. Now, one thing, and my friends, they're probably going to listen to this and be like, yeah, One thing about me, I'm never, ever, ever with the hype. I don't care about celebrities. I don't care about influencers. I don't care about meeting the next this big whatever. I don't care. I don't need to be around them. To me, they're regular people because I think I'm just as great. I'm just as mighty. I'm just as amazing as the next person. I don't put anybody over me and say, oh, they're superior to me. I don't do that because I feel like we're at the end of the day, we're all human beings. And when we stand before God, the one thing that he's going to save, he's going to want as my title is servant, not superstar, (laughs) not best life coach, like any of my accolades and things that I I get here on the earth, none of that's going to matter, right? All of that's going to fade away. So when I look at people like that, I make sure that I keep the mindset that you're just a regular person, just like I am. You may have more money than me. You have more influence than me, whatever. But on the same token, I'm not about to be starstruck and I'm not about to be pressed to be in your presence Um, because I feel like my presence is just as much of as much of a gift as yours is to mine. And y'all should feel the same way too. But anywho, what I started to see was that this relationship was really contingent upon certain things. And I had to say, hey, I don't really care about none of these events, these superstars and none of that. We could just hang out and go to the mall, get our nails done, go to the spa. And I could never go to none of those things. And I would be okay with that because at the end of the day, you're my friend. I I don't have a motive. And also on top of that, I'm not not used to sitting at the right table, if you know what I mean. So... I'm around people of high stature all the time. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this like that's not a requirement for me. And then I also started to see a lot of things were starting to go one way. And I also started to see some things that were kind of manipulative and um just not right. Okay. And you know, people will treat people how they want to treat them, but my responsibility is how I respond. So what I've learned is that, you know, sometimes your friends can't see you for who you are. Because another inst- another issue I had was the fact that she was trying to hook me up with guys and she knows who I am. She knows I'm God fearing. I'm a woman that wants to be married, <laughs> a woman that is career driven. I'm in my purpose. I'm chasing after God. I'm walking this line, this, this line as straight as I can. Cause I'm not perfect. I do make mistakes just like the next person, but I'm trying to do my best. And my life is going in a different direction that it's more purposeful than guys that are not going in that direction right so I started to see she kept trying to hook me up with these guys saying they were nice guys and what I was finding out was that none of them were nice guys they were just manipulators they were users they were opportunists it was just not a good combination and when I decided to tell her my truth about my experience with conversation with these gentlemen it became an offensive moment because they were her friends now another thing If you can't be honest with your friends, there's a lot of nuggets that I'm just going to be dropping in here. If you can't be honest with your friends and hear hard truths and agree to disagree or whatever, 
you can't be friends with me either. You, you shouldn't want to be friends with nobody that you can't have hard conversations with. My strongest relationships are the relationships where we give each other the real raw truth and whether it hurts or it doesn't hurt we take it and we honor the fact that the person had the the courage to come to me and be honest and be real that's the kind of relationships that I have in my life and anything outside of that I don't want so what I realized is that you need to also know the identity of your friend you need to know who your friends are and what I saw was that she didn't know me and who she saw me as was not the person that I was and I don't need people around me that can't see me for me or don't know where I'm going because at the end of the day I want to push you forward in what it is that you're going to be great in, but you have to do the same for me. It's a, it's a friendship. We're there to, to pump each other up. Hey, girl, go, girl, support each other. But you can't support somebody that you don't know who they are. So I want you to look at some of your friends. Like, who is your, who are your friends? What are they destined to do? What kind of guys do they like to date? Where's their life going? What do you know what I'm saying? There's some things that some of my friends I wouldn't invite them to because I know that that's not their thing. And there's some friends I know there's certain conversations I wouldn't have because it's not their thing. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to be something negative. It's just that, that it's not their lane. But if you don't know your friends, you're going to have you going to have them driving through traffic with you going down lanes that they don't belong in. So that was another thing. Um, and I hate to say it, but it's almost like God is showing me at the end of the year, like Jennifer you don't need any more new friends. Like not saying this is don't let's be let me be clear. I'm not saying I'm not going to be cool with anybody um, or associate myself with certain people, but I have to stop being so kind and letting people in so close. I have to be a little bit more protective of that because I just do. And I'm super optimistic. I always see the good in people, even when the bad is smack in front of my face. But I'm super optimistic. So what I'm learning is, is, you know, some people just need to be associates. And that's it. Like, no, you can't be my good girlfriend. No, you can't be my bestie. None of that. If we hang out, we hang out, period. But anything outside of that, that's going to be the baseline of our relationship. And knowing that it can't go any further than that, you know, so, um, that's what I've learned with two individuals here recently. And the crazy thing is too, like God had been giving me prophetic visions, give dreams, even prophetic words from people where he told me he was going to start revealing people's true intentions and their true colors around me. And he was going to show me who I needed to release and who I needed to keep. So I'm not surprised, right? But me being who I am, because like, I'm so loyal, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be completely honest with you. It doesn't feel good. Like, I don't like having to cut people off. I'm not the girl with the scissors in her hand. Like, yep, I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. Like, once I develop a relationship or a bond with you and I genuinely care about you because I do like my like I'm I'm a, I'm 100 percent authentic. And I feel that way about you. You know what I'm saying? As a friend, when I have to cut you off, it's like, dang, like, you know, I don't really want to have to get rid of my friend, but I'm also not going to be dumb and not listen to the warnings that God is, is heeding me to. Because even with relationships with men, sometimes you just got to let it go. Relationships with females, sometimes you just got to let it go. And in this season of my life, anything that doesn't serve me or serve my purpose, I have to let it go. So you may have even heard a podcast before this where I had to, oh no, I don't even think I talked about that, but I've re I, even over the summer, I had to let go of a position at a certain organization, which I'll be talking about more in my new book, but I had to let it go. I had to let um, go of a different business that I was a part of, like in an instant, let it go. So this is today's let it go moment. If it resonated with you, do what you need to do. As for me, I'm out of here.
Hey guys, so I'm back. It has been a while since I have done a podcast, but I'm back. New year, new things, and I have some topics that I'm going to be bringing to you guys. Most of them will be relationship-based, but anywho, today we're going to be talking about when should you let go, okay? When should you let go of that relationship? When should you let go of that friendship? When should you let it go? Um, something about me that people that are close to me and even some of you that follow me, you know that I don't really have an issue with walking away from things that no longer serve me or relationships, especially with men that I don't need to be in any longer. Um, I'm not the girl that stays in relationships for years before she gets her wake up call. You may get a few months, but that's about it. But nonetheless, I have become, I even coined myself at one time, like the let it go coach, because a lot of the clients that would come to me for coaching for whether it be business or if it was personal one of the things that was a major hindrance for them was who they were in relationship with whether it was a man with a woman a woman with a man or if it was a friendship that was in your life that just simply didn't need to be there anymore right um so I'm gonna give you guys just a couple stories of some guys that I dated and I'm gonna do the condensed version but nonetheless I'm going to give you guys uh some examples of letting go so I remember I was dating a guy this was some years 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 back and um he actually went to college with me he liked me then I wasn't really interested in him then I was in college I was living my best life then we ended up connecting and we ended up dating and everything was cool. We were having a lot of fun. He was financially stable. Everything was great. But he had an issue with commitment. And I was in a space in my life where I was like, you know, I don't just date to be dating. I date with purpose. I date with intention. And I was in the space of, you know, preparing to be a wife. So as time went on, I saw that he wasn't able to really commit to the the seriousness of what we had and it was like a relationship without the title and for me that's where lines get blurred so after um some time I just I just literally just was like okay I can't do this anymore and it was over so that was one reason knowing what you want and who you want it from is key and if they don't want to give it to you that is a reason for you to walk away don't ever just sit around waiting for somebody to change their mind if they want it to be something else they would have given you that okay um another story I dated this guy and he had narcissistic tendencies I didn't know until after I dated him of course and that's when I was first introduced to narcissism and he was a pastor preacher you know that whole whole shebang so I'm like oh you know this is a man of God I'm I've given my life fully to the Lord at this point and I'm like this is exactly what I have been looking for he would you know discuss the word with me our conversations were fruitful you know we spent those first couple of months you know falling asleep on FaceTime all of that good stuff honoring God going to services helping him with his ministry you know I'm thinking that this is it no come to find out he's actually dealing with a whole nother woman y'all like whole nother woman and I ended up finding out via social media. I am one of those private eye pet detective social media girls. I can find out anything and your girl found out. So make a long story short, she and I had a conversation and based off of the information that was presented, he had to go. 
Um, it was very hurtful. I was very sad because it was somebody that I really thought was being honest with me. But as much as it hurt um, that he lied, it also was going to hurt for me to stay knowing that he was pursuing this whole different relationship and there were children involved on the other side. So snip snip. When it's when someone's making you a option and not a priority, let it go, okay? Um, and I have one more story, and then I'm going to get into just some signs and things that I want you guys to pay attention to when you need to let go of a relationship. So this, you know, I'm, do I want to do a friendship or another relationship? Okay, so maybe this, um, sometimes you, I'll go into like friendships, sometimes you outgrow people, right? And then sometimes uh, friends are seasonal, and then sometimes uh, you find out people's true intentions for you. And I've had friendships where I've felt like, you know, they betray me, and I've had friendships where we just outgrow each other. And I've had friendships, um, even recently, there's some people that I've just had to not disconnect from but just not be so close to in this season because sometimes when you're transitioning and I'm in a huge transitional season right now um you just need the right people in your ear and the right people in your corner and sometimes that means you put some some friendships on pause or you just kind of my mom always says is put people at an arm's length so that way you don't have to feel like obligated to overextend yourself in that relationship so um, when it comes to friendships I feel like friendships are not given as much what's the word I'm looking for I don't know the word I'm looking for but they're not given I guess attention or they're not taken as seriously as they as romantic relationships are and they should be because you know you also, I feel like with friends, you need to know what your friend's triggers are. You need to know what they've gone through. You need to know also sort of to an extent what your friend's love languages are. It's like if your friend doesn't like gifts and she has kids and she would rather you come over and clean the house for her birthday than buy her a new Gucci bag. You know what I'm saying? You might just want to pay attention to stuff like that. Um, and then also just kind of know where they stand in your life and what their role and their purpose is. So, you know what? I think what I'm going to do with friendships is I'm going to wait and me and my best friend will do a podcast together and we'll go deep into that because we've been best friends for a long time and we've had our ups and our downs and we've gone through um, the waves of a, of a relationship, not romantically, y'all. Like, she's my best friend, but, you know, and we know what it took to get to the solid place that we are now. And I think that some relationships and friendships we let go of too soon. But I'm going to put a pin in that because I don't want to spoil what me, she and I might share. But anywho, back to... Um, this last scenario this gentleman was a pastor too and if you guys read my book this was the chapter that was called the last and final counterfeit and I'll give you guys a brief synopsis really popular pastor online this is a few years back um he has like millions and millions and millions of people following him on Facebook would do live videos etc he found me on Instagram and ended up exchanging emails at first it was just about when he was coming to preach in my city and then it escalated into more conversation which ended up into us I think we saw each other maybe two times in person but nonetheless you know there was the FaceTimes the consistent conversation the oh saying all the right things to make it seem as if I was the woman that he wanted to spend the rest of his life with etc but I'm gonna tell you guys one thing and if you're on my email list you already got this tidbit but if you ever want to know if a guy is really for you 
and you guys are like in a dating phase go on a fast one trust your discernment because if you if you feel like something is off it's probably off you can be paranoid or you could just have really keen discernment so everything was going good but there was something in my spirit that said that something wasn't right and I remember one day sitting um after he had took me all around his hometown and 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 shown me you know things of him growing up and introducing me to family and friends and all of that jazz I'm sitting down and I see a message come through his phone and this is after y'all I had already asked God I said God I said there's something that I need to know I need you to show me and I looked to the left not even purposely but I saw on his phone that a particular name came up and was like I love you so much da 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 and like I told you earlier in this this podcast, I am a private eye when it comes to social media. I can find out anything. I had already recognized the name, connected it to a social media account. My suspicions were true. Long story short, I confronted him about it. I let him know that he could go on with her. And I was going to gracefully dismiss myself because... I don't take liars um, lightly. Now, he did go on and marry her. Um, I wish them the absolute best. Of course, this was years ago. So, praise God for what he does in their lives. But I knew for me, I couldn't start off my marriage in a lie. And then, it wasn't just me. It was other women. And for me, it was like, "Mm, I'm not taking the risk of me being married to somebody that may still be lying. So... In that situation, when I knew the let it go was that I was pretty much in between a choice of his and I decided to make the decision for him. So, yeah. So there. Um, The first one was false hope. I had false hope that the relationship that would even exist. The second one, he had narcissistic tendencies. Plus, he was a liar. And, you know, I could probably go down the list of narcissistic tendencies and he probably matched a lot of them. And then the last one was a liar plus a cheater. So those were the three reasons I let those situation goes. But here's some other reasons and signs and things to look for. Disrespect. Number one. Whether it's disrespect to you, disrespect to your family, disrespect to your kids, disrespect to your purpose, whatever it is. Disrespect is one sign that you need to let it go. Number two, if you start compromising your values, um, if you just whatever you decided your standards were and you start compromising and lowering them because of this person, then it is a sign for you to let, let it and them go because you don't want to be in a position where you change yourself to the point where you don't even recognize yourself anymore um number three abuse any kind of abuse whether it's verbal physical emotional um spiritual mental any kind of abuse is a reason to leave i am 100 percent against it and i wouldn't tell anybody to stay in an abusive relationship if my life depended on it Number four, because God said so. Let's just keep it funky. Sometimes God literally is like, hey, here's your warning. Here's your red flag. And here's your no. And we proceed forward like, "Mm, maybe that's just me saying no. That's not God knowing good and well that God is like, hey, trying to save you. Don't go forward. Abort mission. Number five, your destinies just don't align. You want to go off and do fashion and you want to preach the gospel and you want to do all of these things and they want to be a rapper. They want to go to the club and they want to do um, everything that Gucci Man and them do. Now, don't get me wrong. There is a, a, 
a real strong side of ratchetness that is still in me. However, when it comes to who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, no. Okay, so be honest with yourself about where you're going and your destinies in life. And if they don't align or they don't, they can't or you can't support each other and you guys still be equally yoked, it's a no. Number six. Or when am I? Oh, yeah, number six. When the trust is broken. At some, sometimes trust can be rebuilt, but then sometimes it can't. I've, I say this because a lot of people, the trust is gone and then they try to make a relationship work. And what ends up happening is, is they do themselves more damage trying to make something work. And they know that they don't want to trust them. If you know in your heart of hearts that you don't want to trust that person anymore, just start over with somebody new. Don't waste anybody's time. If you have issues with forgiveness, let that person go. Number seven. Their actions don't match their words. They say a thing and do another. That's pretty self-explanatory. Let it go. You feel suffocated. Um, And this is a sign of... One of the signs that you're dealing with a narcissist is they call it love bombing. And it's like they're always texting you. They're always loving on you. They're always giving you gifts. It's like you're suffocated with their existence and their presence and their whatever it is of them. And it's like, oh my God, there's too much. Let that go. Um, you're waiting and wishing that they would change. If somebody wanted to change, they're going to change because they want to change, not for you. If you, if somebody doesn't fit into your standards, your expectations, your beliefs of what a relationship should look like, let them go. Stop holding them hostage to your expectations and let them be who they are deciding to be. Number 10. You're holding on to somebody because you're lonely or you're reconnecting with somebody because you're lonely. Let it go. You're only setting yourself up for failure. You may reconnect with that person, have a fling. Um, That person may just be leading you on for whatever they can get out of you. And because you're lonely, you fall prey to it. Number 11. You make excuses for their behavior. They do things that you know aren't right, so then you start making excuses like, well, they're doing this because of that, or they're doing this because they've been through this, or they're doing this because their mom treated them that way, which all may be true. But on the same token, how many excuses are you going to give somebody that's mistreating you? Let it go. And then the last one, number 12, overall, this relationship is holding you back from progressing forward. If And this is in friendships as well. If you're in a relationship, business partnership, whatever it is, and it's stopping you from progressing forward, do not move forward in that relationship. There, That is your sign to let it go. Okay? So I hope that this was helpful. I hope that this is something that you guys will take and you actually took notes and that you'll walk away from a relationship or situation that you know now that you shouldn't be in. If you feel that that prick in your heart, you feel that conviction like, no, this is something that I don't need, walk away. Do yourself a favor. You'll give yourself a good 21 days and you'll you'll see clearer than you probably ever saw before if you just give yourself a little bit of time to be disconnected from the thing that you are already unsure of okay love yourself first set a standard for your life know what you want it's still the beginning of the year guys if you brought some stuff from 2019 into 2020 and you forgot to let it go this is your sign this is your red flag this is that big booming voice that you're looking for it's me jennifer let it go okay so let me know what you guys think about this podcast share it with a friend share it on your platforms thank you so much for your time in the next couple podcasts are going to be really good so stay tuned